Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandy, and join me for the next few days as we take up the subject of healing. We're going to talk about Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. This was accomplished for us on the cross, that not only uh, by his blood were we saved, but by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. What a wonderful blessing and privilege we have. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Glad to have you with us today. We can start out if you want to start out turning with me to Exodus chapter 3. We're going to take a look at verses 11 through 15. We're going to be talking about the Lord our healer. I keep coming back to this subject a lot because, you know, on one side we have carnal Christians today, but we have a lot of sick Christians today. And uh, although carnality is a decision that you make to get into sin, sometimes we make wrong choices in life and enter into sickness and not not quite understand it. But we're going to take a look at healing again because it is an integral part of what Jesus did on the cross. It's not eternal. The only thing eternal Jesus did on the cross was to die for us, to take us to heaven. So salvation is the one eternal part of what Jesus did on the cross. But he did two temporary things on the cross for us to assist us in the major thing of winning souls to Jesus Christ. And number one is healing. Then when he went to the cross, he also died for our sicknesses and our diseases on the cross. And again, this is secondary, but the whole purpose of being healed is not just so you can feel better, go on a vacation now, spend some money and not have pain in your body. That's that's kind of a second or third uh, down the list reward of it. No, the first thing is so you can get out of bed and go win somebody to Jesus. I think of Peter's mother-in-law. She's one of the greatest examples. When Jesus rebuked the fever in her, it says she arose and she ministered to them. This is what we should be doing with our healing. Man, I can get out of this house, get out of this bed. I can begin to feel better. And now I can go and tell people what Jesus did for me physically. And that's an open door to help them receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. The third thing that Jesus did for us was our finances. That's part of the healing ministry of Jesus on the cross too. People say, yeah, but just, you know, he died for money. Well, in essence, yes, that was a third part of it. But again, not an eternal part. It's no more eternal than, than healing is. And now we find it with finances. But the purpose of finances, if you read about it, the reason why God blesses you financially is because you use your finances to help spread the gospel. That's the whole purpose of it. It's he that gives you power to get wealth so his covenant can be established in the earth. And that's what the Lord blesses you for because Satan came and robbed man of eternal life, robbed him in the garden of his health brought in sickness. But the third thing was he took back all this gold and silver in one time that he used to have dominion over and he took it from Adam and Eve. But Jesus came to bring it all back to us. But again, the major thing here is salvation. I never want you to think that healing is on the same par as salvation because listen, when you die, whether you're sick or whether you're well, you'll go to heaven. And so the point is, um, we're coming back to it though, is that this becomes a major open door for sinners to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And also what a great time to tell about Jesus' healing power to those around you, what he did for you. And then they'll want him as their Lord and Savior because this is the open door into receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. And one of those is just getting you healed. So uh, again, but getting healed doesn't guarantee you're gonna receive Jesus as your Savior. The Bible tells us in chapter four of Matthew that when Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching and preaching and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among all the people, it would often end this way and many believed in him. Notice not all believed in him. 
many of those that got healed went, well, thank you for healing me, but I'm not gonna follow you. I'm not gonna give you my life, you know, and they go off down the road. And so even healing is not a guarantee that people will receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. But boy, it sure is a big incentive because that is one of the major things that is used to help win people to Jesus as Lord and Savior. In chapter 15 of the book of Romans, Paul reflects back on when he came to the people and he said, I came here, he says, with signs and wonders. And he said, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Unless signs and wonders follow your ministry, unless sick people get healed, you are not fully preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why Pentecostal denominations have often labeled themselves as full gospel. From that verse of scripture, we believe in the full gospel. Doesn't mean you're not preaching the gospel. It means there's not signs and wonders and demonstrations following it because this is what Jesus did. And when they went out, just like Jesus in the book of Acts, when they went out, they went out and many were healed. And oftentimes all were healed in those places. So again, this is part of the message that we have. And God wants to show the fact that he is a healer, not only to the Christians, he wants to show it to the sinners also, to both. And just as Jesus is our savior, he is also our healer. And so this is part of the message. And that's why we keep coming back to it again and again. It's not only just to get you healed. It's so that you can lay hands on sick sinners and minister to sinners who are sick and see them healed. Because again, healing is for everybody, just like salvation is for everybody. But by getting a person healed, you've got a greater opportunity and a greater odds of them receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior because they couldn't get rid of this cancer they have. They couldn't get rid of this lung disease they have any more than they can get rid of sin. But if they see that Jesus can heal them physically, they go the next step, aha, he could be my eternal Savior too. And they'll receive him as Lord and Savior. Again, many will. So we're coming back to that. And that's why I'm teaching on this. And I'm gonna be teaching again the Lord, your healer. I'm teaching also out of my book on the grace of healing, and uh, the announcer will come on here at halftime and tell you how you can have a copy of it for yourself. And so again, excellent book. Even though I wrote it, I wrote it from the aspect of seeing healing from God's grace, not just from our faith. And most books I have read on healing dealt with our faith, and that's great, it's wonderful, but to me the greatest thing was left out. I see that faith is your empty hand reaching out to God and grace is God's full hand reaching out to you and you just simply take out of God's full hand. You can't create healing, you can't create salvation, you can't create prosperity, all that is created by God but he holds it out to you. Grace has to come before faith for by grace are you saved through your faith. And so this again applies to divine healing and it'll be a great blessing to you. So let's take a look at Exodus chapter three. We're gonna to talk today about Jehovah Rapha, the title for God's healing uh, power. There's a side of God that he goes by, a title he goes by, and that's Jehovah Rapha. And again, means the Lord, our healer. So the word Jehovah actually itself means the self-existent one who reveals himself. And Jehovah has other titles to it. So this self-existent one who reveals God actually comes and heals us and he brings us peace and he brings us salvation. There's so many different titles attached to Jehovah, but the one we're dealing with today is Jehovah Rapha. And the Lord introduces himself to Moses and to Israel as Jehovah Rapha in Exodus chapter three. Let's take a look at verses 11 through 15. It says, then Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. This shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, 
Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, truly, when I came to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I then say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is the title Jehovah. I am who I am, the self-existent one. I've always existed, exist today and will always exist. And he said, this you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. The name I am is part of Jehovah. I am who I am is what God said. He said, and when you talk to the children of Israel, tell them I am has sent you. That means in eternity past, he was I am. Today he is I am. Eternity future, he'll still be I am. He said, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, this you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me saying, I have truly visited you and you have seen what is done to you in Egypt. So he said, when you go to them, yes, tell them what has happened to them in Egypt, but tell them I am has sent you. In other words, I am is bigger than all. Egypt had a beginning and it had an ending of those dynasties back there. Egypt today is not the Egypt of the Old Testament. It's uh, the same nation, yes, but oh, not the same type of of a nation of people, not the same type of beliefs, not all those things, and especially not coming against Israel uh, in those days. Uh, it was terrible, and today it's still they're still coming against Israel, but not in the same way. So Jehovah is the redemptive member of the Godhead. He displays supernatural power through natural elements. You say, what's that mean? Well, he appeared to them as natural things. He was the rock that followed them and provided water for them. He was the fire by night that gave them warmth. He was the cloud in the daytime that brought a, a cover for them and, and basically air conditioning in the daytime and heating in the nighttime. He was the tree that the Lord appeared and showed uh, Moses of, and we'll take that up here in just a while when we talk about the fact that uh, the Lord displayed himself as Jehovah. So Jehovah displays himself supernaturally, but through natural elements. And so this is a very much a type of what happened because Jehovah is a title for Jesus Christ. He, the second member of the Godhead, he is the union of man and God. Jehovah is Jesus Christ, also called Emmanuel in the New Testament, which is God with us. He is the revealed member of the Godhead. What do you mean? Well, 1 John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The senses can handle him. He's not something off in the distance. I mean, the senses can handle him. We can hear God through Jehovah. We can see God through Jehovah. We can communicate with God through Jehovah. Jehovah is also that advocate that stands between God the Father and us, the mediator that stands between God and us. So to see Jehovah is to see God. To handle Jehovah is to handle God. To see Jesus is to see the Father because Jesus said so. The Old Testament translated Jehovah as Lord. Well, guess who Lord is? Jesus is Lord. And so by translating him as Lord, he ties him into the New Testament. And we find out as one of the members of the Godhead, he is eternal. But he's also the one that when God wants something done and someone needs to come to earth to get it done, once in a while, God would work through 
angels, but mainly he works through Jehovah. He works through the manifested member of the Godhead. So again, the Old Testament translates Jehovah as Lord. We know him as Lord. In fact, we receive him as our Lord when we get saved, not only as our Savior at that moment being saved, but also as our Lord forever and forever. There's going to come a day we will leave this earth, leave this temporary body we have, one day have an eternal body, but Jesus Christ, who became our Savior the moment we accepted him, also we receive him as our Lord. This ties us into salvation throughout the Old Testament, throughout the time of Jesus Christ, and salvation into today. The means of salvation has never changed. It's never been by the law. It's never been by the keeping of the commandments. It's never been by obedience to uh, the sacrifices and the keeping of sacrifices. It's been by faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. Abraham believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him for righteousness. When we get back from the break, we're going to take up the other redemptive titles of Jehovah found in the Old Testament. But right now you can hear about the book that I'm offering for you, The Grace of Healing. How much faith do I need to be healed? In The Grace of Healing, Bob Yandian answers this question and reveals the missing ingredient to the healing you've been praying for grace. Throughout church history, the doctrines of grace and faith have been taken to separate extremes as they relate to healing. The result is that many believers struggle to receive healing from God. Those on the side of grace deny the need for faith, believing that God only heals a select few. For those who only see a need for faith, the pursuit of healing becomes a legalistic struggle to change God's mind. Pastor Bob takes a different approach with practical biblical teaching that balances both elements of grace and faith. You'll find the healing you've been waiting for when you find the missing ingredient of grace. To order The Grace of Healing, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
Welcome back. And I want to say welcome back to all you who are watching for the first time today. You've never watched this program before. You stumbled across it or somebody recommended it to you. So again, welcome to be with us. For those who've been watching for some time and are faithful watchers, thank you. Those of you who are faithful to be financial backers of this broadcast, my partners, thank you for that. And if you've been watching for some time and you've decided, well, you know, I think it's about time I join him and help him get this broadcast out. That happens through prayer, but it also happens through giving. And so if you'd like to become a partner with me, go to my website, bobyandian.com. Be great to have you as a partner. Would appreciate it greatly. And I want to read to you a testimony. And this is from Kelly. And Kelly says this. She said, you're one of the best Bible teachers I've ever heard. You probably think I picked this one just because of that statement. No, I don't think I'm the best. I learn from the best. I've got lists of people that I've learned from. And so every time I hear that, I think this guy has to be one of the best in the world. I'm sure if he was still alive, he would probably tell me, no, no, I learned from somebody I consider to be the best. And it keeps going back. So again, thank you for your compliment, Kelly. But she says, you're one of the best Bible teachers I've heard. And I've heard quite a few. She says, so thank you for sharing your great knowledge of the scriptures. Thank you, thank you, thank you, she says. So again, Kelly, thank you for uh, listening and thank you for being blessed and thank you for sending in a thank you and uh, just a simple praise report. If you'd like to send in a praise report, you can go to our website. I also have an open mic there that you can find out about if you'd like to just put your voice on there. We've had a few of those come in and would love to add your voice to those and we'll begin playing those sometime. So Again, just go to the website, and if you want to become a partner, go to the website if you'd like to leave a message and uh, type something in there and send us an email. But again, thank you so much for your response to the broadcast. I delight in teaching. It's the love of my life next to my wife and uh, to God himself, but it's just the greatest thing. I enjoy doing it. So we've been talking about Jehovah, and we're talking about Jehovah Rapha in this broadcast, the fact that he is the God who heals us. Jehovah is the redemptive title for a member of the Godhead. He displays supernatural power through natural elements. We discussed all this just before the break. He was the rock that followed the children of Israel and he provided water for them. He was the fire that came by night and brought heat to them. He was the cloud during the daytime that covered them, brought shade to them and kept them cool in the desert. He was the tree and, and we'll talk about that here coming up, the tree that was cut down and hit the water and it became sweet. He's the union of man and God. Jehovah is Jesus Christ, also called Emmanuel in the New Testament, which means God with us. He's the revealed member of the Godhead. First John 1, 1 says this, in the beginning was the word. The word is a title for Jehovah. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. He's one of the three members of the Godhead, but the one that when God wants to do something, he comes down here to invisible form. He's the visible member of the Godhead. The senses can handle him. To see Jehovah is to see God. To see Jesus is to see the Father. And the Old Testament translated Jehovah as Lord. And the New Testament tells us Jesus is Lord. So again, we have that. The seven redemptive titles of Jehovah is what I want to get into in this half of the broadcast. And uh, there are seven of them, and they all display different aspects of God, but in a seen form coming through Jehovah, the manifested member of the Godhead. First of all, he's Jehovah Shammah, S-H-A-M-M-A-H. It means the Lord is present. 
and he's always with us. In fact, we're told in the New Testament, we are made nigh or near to him by the blood of his cross. When he died for us, he not only died to redeem us, but also to be our friend, our companion. The Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead that he works through to do that. But again, the one that the Holy Spirit does, he doesn't, the Holy Spirit, literally, he literally does not want to be seen, does not want to be, you know, the main thing. He always points to God. The Father points to Jesus Christ. And when we say we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll be quick to tell us, yes, you do, but that's to make you have how closeness to Jesus Christ himself. So the first title is Shama, the Lord is present. And this is a ministry that has been with God ever since the Old Testament. Jesus told his disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit who is with you, with you shall be in you. The the presence of the Holy Spirit was something he said, the Holy Spirit who is with you shall be future tense in you. Present tense with you was a, was a ministry from the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit didn't live inside of them. The Holy Spirit didn't show them the power to where they could cast out devils and fulfill all the things that God had for us in the new. But the one ministry the Holy Spirit had with a believer in the Old Testament, he was present with them. And again, that's what something we have to, it's a carryover from the Old Testament into the new Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. Next of all, also a carryover is he is Jehovah Shalom. He is the Lord, our peace. And he made peace by the blood of his cross, we are told in the New Testament. So they had the God of peace with them back there. And the word peace also is the word for prosperity. Shalom is a word for prosperity. But peace that is indicated here in this, in where I'm giving you his name, simply means we don't have peace until we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Romans 5, 1 says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That peace is made possible by the Holy Spirit and the one we have peace with is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and especially with the Son. He came to die on the cross, and the first thing he did was to bring peace. In fact, when Jesus came and was born in this earth, the angels declared peace on earth to men with whom he is pleased. And so we have Jesus Christ bringing the author of peace as the first thing we receive when we are born again. We're told in the book of, of Romans, we're justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The third title is Jehovah Ra'ah, R-A-A-H. And this is the Lord, our shepherd. In the New Testament, we are told, my sheep know my voice and that we are part of the flock of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. So he became our shepherd when we accepted him as Lord and Savior, and we entered into that blood covenant with him. He's seen as the shepherd of the Old Testament, and we have that in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And many other times in the Old Testament, of course, I can't think of anybody better to write that than David himself, who was a shepherd, understood what a shepherd was like, the responsibilities of a shepherd, and also the tendencies and the characteristics of sheep. So we see that in Jesus Christ being our shepherd. But again, he said, my sheep know my voice. This is Jehovah Ra'ah. The fourth one is Jehovah Jireh, and this is the Lord, our provider. He provides, the New Testament says, he provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We are told 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, that on the cross he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. So he's also our provider, and he provides for us in natural areas, in supernatural areas, in spiritual things, and also in our daily life. So this is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Number five is Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I, and this is the Lord, our victory, or the Lord, our banner. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, all these titles I am given to you are attached to the name Jehovah. Jehovah is the name of the redemptive member of the Godhead called Lord, and Jesus Christ is our Lord. He is the redemptive member of the Godhead. He's the manifested member of the Godhead. The Bible says no man has ever seen the Father, but Jesus said to see me is to see the Father. He's the second member of the Godhead, the one that came to earth, identified with God and with man. And, and uh, again, he remained in a physical human body forever from that time on, a resurrected physical human body that will last forever, one like we will have when Jesus Christ comes at the rapture of the church. Number six is Jehovah Sidkenu. T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. The word means the Lord, our righteousness. And the New Testament tells us the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, we have the gift of righteousness. He became sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Even in the Old Testament, they were accounted as righteous. We have become righteous. But that word righteous is not a New Testament term. It was found in the Old Testament too. And it was accounted to Abraham for righteousness when he accepted the Lord as a savior. It's like an accounting term put down there, but we actually become righteous. We actually have the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ the moment we accept Jesus. Christ as our Lord and Savior. And the last one is the one I'm going to be teaching on, and this is Jehovah Rapha. And Rapha is the Lord, our healer. And we're told in the New Testament, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This is Matthew 8, 16 and 17, quoting Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And then it's declared in the New Testament, with his stripes we are healed, a quote from Isaiah chapter 53 also. So Jesus Christ is the one who came from heaven, took on a human body, walked with us for 33 years, walked in righteousness, walked in holiness, kept every commandment. I have come to do your will, O God, he said, and then went to the cross and bore our sicknesses, but also bore our sins, diseases, all these things has became our healer also, as well as our savior. We believe in Jesus to become a Christian, but we can also believe in him and be healed. And of course, this comes by the work of the cross, so it's available to everybody, including sinners. Healing is available to sinners. We need to understand that. And Jesus used it and then gave us also in the Great Commission power to go out and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And that is not speaking to Christians. It's speaking to unbelievers. And Jesus healed many in public and many sinners received healing and through that received Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's a sign, it's a miracle, it's a working. And through the works that we do, including laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, that they can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but also be healed physically in their bodies. I know when it comes to healing, 
that Jesus did die on the cross so that anyone can be healed, including sinners. But also the fact is when they, they can get healed simply because it's the work of the cross. We can too, but there's something added to what a Christian does and what actually God wants us to walk in health and receive healing in our Christian life because of spiritual growth. We are told in 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Notice this, as your soul prospers. This has to do with growing up. This has to do with maturity. This has to do with discipleship, the renewing of our mind. And as we increase in that, then Jesus Christ not only becomes life to us, he becomes health to all our, our bones health to what's inside of us. And God's desire is eventually for a Christian to walk in health. Now, this doesn't mean that until the time you die, you'll never have a problem, never have a sickness come on, you know, but we have the power inside of us and especially the power of his word that we can go to those promises and we can find them in the word of God. And when we find them, they're life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So we're dealing here with healing in these verses of scripture. We'll be talking more about it when we come back next time. And when we come back next time, we're gonna talk about more about Jehovah and its meaning. And if you wanna go ahead and start reading ahead, you can go to Exodus chapter six, and we'll be talking there about the healing power of God. See you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.